heard was a movement that Joseph Gordon-Levitt tried to start. How'd it go? <laughs> I don't know if it's still happening. Well, he's back to acting now. Good for us. Bad Hello. for hit record. <laughs> Bad for hit record. <laughs> I think there was an idea there. I think the idea is great. It's it's We can make collective content with everybody filming everything all the time. The idea is awesome. Everything, everywhere, all if the Apple, time. If Apple implemented it and had a team of like people that were dedicated to that thing, I think it'd be a lot of success, actually. In fact, a filmmaker just did that. Every couple of years, I feel like a filmmaker's like, we're going to make something. Everybody filmed something on this day. Did you hear about that? It was like everybody filmed their life for one day. It was like, it was, it was, it, the title of it was just that specific. It was like June 16th, 2020 or something. I don't remember that. And, and someone was going to take all these submissions from everybody filming their life in that one day. And it was just going to be called June 16th, 2020. That's, that's not that's not the date, but interesting. Yeah, and it was then, like a high profile make, make a movie out of it. No, I don't know if it's high profile. It's like an indie filmmaker. Oh. But yeah, I feel like every once in a while we try to get that idea rolling <laughs> collectively as 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 a as a world, and it doesn't always work. I think you have to do it in a more insidious and subtle way. You know, something like, like beat, hidden cams. <laughs> yeah, or no, you just have to like everybody f- put camera in their bathroom. You can imagine that you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Do you say bathroom cam? Yeah. Can you imagine a film based around people in the bathroom? Have you ever been real in a bathroom? <laughs> Be reeled. Oh, like in the, the app. That's funny that we're now on potty humor and like a, what we're talking about today is like a good portion of there's some good collective potty. humanity with with potty humor. Yeah. What are we doing today, Steve? We're talking about one of my favorite films in a long time. Probably now my top, it's going to be my top 10 of the year. Triangle of, of sadness. And I feel a lot like you did on the Tar episode where I'm like, I don't even know how to begin talking about this because this is one of my favorite films I've seen in quite some time as far as like indie films go. I think it's pretty and easy have, to start the conversation. Having a message. But where it goes, anybody knows or, or nobody knows. <laughs> I didn't know because honestly, I thought this movie was a little over 90 minutes going into it. Yeah. And after the second oh. act ended, I thought the movie was going to end and then it went on for like another hour. So it did. It did do that. Yep. It has three large acts. Big. Well, I don't know where you consider the first act to end, but. Oh, it's it's right before they get the, to the yacht. It wasn't that kind of a shorter part. Of yeah. The but it's, it's part one, part two, part three. Oh, they did split it up. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh man, I forgot about her. Yeah, you did. Not anymore. Whoa. Well, she passed away. So. Yeah, let's. You want to go through the cast really quick? Sure. I mean, it's a lot of unknowns are in this film. One that is not unknown: the lead actor was Harris Dickinson. He was most recently in uh, the King's Man, which I don't think anybody actually saw. Because it was one of the COVID films that got put mm. on the back burner. Yeah. And I was so excited pre-COVID, and then I was like, I'll just never see it. So Harris was here, familiar face. Next to Harris, we have Charlby Dean, who played Yaya as his companion, on-again, on off-again lover. <laughs> they were, yeah, they're in a relationship that was mutually beneficial for them because of the, and they said this in the film, because of... They're both influencers, yeah. so they they like you know, were quote unquote in love, sleeping together, 
and taking pictures of each other for their influence. <laughs> Fascinating relationship. Following. But yeah, Charlby passed away in August after a very quick illness, unfortunately. Um, and nobody, we don't know what it was, right? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I, f- I feel like I read about it twice and I forgot each time, but I think it was due to complications that she'd had, um, as a teenager, she was in a car crash. Oh gosh. And I think that affected her in a way that when this illness struck, whatever it was, whether or not it was reoccurring, hmm. uh, it moved really quickly and she, she passed away. Isn't that, um, she was a model and an actress. Yeah. She, she looks very similar to, to Lily James in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit, actually. Um, yeah, if you look her up, I'm, I guarantee you there's side-by-side comparisons of those two actresses. We also have, uh, in a very limited capacity, Woody Harrelson in this film. Wonderfully used. You yeah. know, little piece of information I just found out about Woody Harrelson yesterday. His dad was a convicted killer. Like a natural-born killer? An, an, an assassin, actually. No way. I swear to God. He, he, he was successful in assassinating the first... Um, judge like the first any, judge any, any, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was successful in assassinating a judge for the first time ever oh wow that's yeah. that's crazy man that was woody's dad that was Woody's dad. jeez and i was like oh that kind of that kind of makes sense why woody <laughs> so woody is, is a natural born killer is the way that he is that's what you're saying i don't know his dad was uh well paula who played the, like the head of the, the poop? No, she was like the. Oh, the she girl. was in charge of the, um, the crew. She was played by Vicky Berlin. We also have Abigail played by Dolly De Leon. She was the one of the stewardess or not stewardesses, but like she she cleaned the toilets. Is what her job was on the boat. <laughs> she was a. Uh, she ended up ruling the beach. Yeah, she ended up being in charge. She, I am the captain. <laughs> um. Dmitri was played by Zlatko Burek. He was a Russian billionaire, millionaire. Such an amazing... What an incredible performance. Such an amazing character. Uh, oh, there was a younger white man, too. I think that was Yarmo, played by Henrik Dorsen. I don't even know how to begin talking about this film. Well, let's Can start we... at the beginning. Wait, wait, wait. Can you just say who the filmmaker is really quick? Yeah. It's Ruben Ostland, who has been rising, a rising star. Um, he's from Sweden. He had The Square a few years ago, The Tourist before that, which I think oh, um, was gotcha. what got Colin Farrell to do that one Avalanche movie. I'm not sure about that. Uh, the Square was a pretty big deal, and this is kind of his follow-up to that. But he's a master of his craft, but his craft is difficult to define. It's satirical. Satire is the operating term here. This movie was amazing. Yeah. It's bombastic. If there ever I don't was even a film know how to describe I mean, but it's also not bombastic at the same time, but then it is. Yeah. And then it's not. I just like think of the I don't I don't know how to talk about this movie. I it's it's amazing. Well, yeah. It opens on an incredible scene where Harris Dickinson is in a room with a bunch of other male models. Yeah. And they're just trying, and that really, even though it does, it's not important, I think, for the story, it sets the tone for the film perfectly, which is the satirical nature of it, and also, like, irreverent humor towards, like, how, I'm trying to describe the way it's approaching, <laughs> like, like, modern society is like a joke, 
in terms of like yeah it's vanity vanity and it's uh yes like the way <laughs> the way it approaches from that perspective more serious topics yeah you know whether it's like class uh warfare or it's like uh, a political uh discourse it's always like attacking it from uh, from different angles and stuff i don't know once we get into the film the first act we get to know the relationship between the two leads and as influencers that's a great it's like the first act is its own thing it's like a short film that would work perfectly on its own the yeah. relationship yeah but then the second act of the film where our two leads get on the boat is where this film really begins to happen on the yacht and this yacht exists yes as it's just like a luxury cruise for uh incredibly wealthy people from across the world and to set the setting the first thing you see of the yacht is a helicopter flying up to the yacht dropping off a package the package is then collected from it's a little motorboat that <laughs> that the is driven off the yacht to go collect this box yeah there's something in crazy important is in this box you're thinking like wow they, they helicoptered this box out two crew members from the, the yacht came out to collect it they bring it back they bring it all the way down to the kitchen of all places and they open up the box it's a pelican case box and inside the pelican case are three jars of nutella <laughs> Do we even remember what that ended up being used yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, because it's the Russian guy. He just had it flown in because he, oh. he wanted oh. Nutella. That's why they made the joke right. later on, like, only in Nutella. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, that is almost more amazing, that sequence of shots yeah. to make that scene. is like my one of my favorite parts of the film. And that's just one element yeah. of why this film is actually amazing because it's showing the absurdity with like the extremely wealthy and everything that they use their wealth for instead of helping others in need around the world and on a global scale, yeah. they're just helping themselves with insane things. Yeah, on that boat, we get to know some of the crew and also some of the rich people existing on that boat, including like yeah. the wealthy, incredibly wealthy developers of the hand grenade yeah which is this old american couple british couple or they were british yeah yeah this old british couple <laughs> and their total disconnect from reality in terms of like what their invention has like cost the world yeah and it's really funny watching they've they've ate, they've aided in diplomacy they say and then they <laughs> they go what do you mean you aided in diplomacy all around the world and like oh we invented the hand grenade yeah and we're like, what? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, what are you talking about? And then we get to meet the Russian guy who, uh, he calls himself a, a, a shit seller. I think he's in fertilization or fertilizer. Yeah, fertilizer. And he's, he like dominated he the sector. He sells shit. He sells shit. Sounds like a Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. <laughs> I want my bird. <laughs> I want my shit. <laughs> That's an incredible role. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so that that whole act uh, careens in the most fabulous way off the track and into off the cliff, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, but also not. Yeah. And the whole time, there's they keep going to the captain of the boat, and and the cat, you just hear a voice yelling out of a room because he's locked himself in his room, and nobody, you don't really understand why, but he's in there and he seems kind of drunk, just drinking, and he doesn't know what day it is, and. Everything's leading up to 
uh, a captain's dinner where all the rich people that are on the yacht enjoying themselves get to have dinner with this captain. Um, and everything's leading up to that point. And because he doesn't know what day it is, he says, let's do it on Thursday. And that Thursday is the a day that they're going to be in a storm. <laughs> yeah. And, and I should also say that like the whole crew of this yacht, uh, especially specifically the people that are working with all the rich people, their whole mentality is do anything that they say, because we're looking for a big tip in the end. So they're all working for money and they're they're They say that and they start like celebrating stomping on the floor. And then the camera pans down beneath that level of the yacht to the lower deck where you see like a bunch of Hispanic workers or people from di- like di- of different races that are not white and they're all on the lower level of the decks, people who are not probably going to get tipped, showing the disparity between even on the yacht of the people who are working on the yacht of the boat, there's this this classist sort of leveling system. And that's just like another example of kind of like the Nutella thing that I was just describing. But anyway, everything leads up to this this night with the captain's the captain's dinner. (laughs) And Woody Harrelson is the captain. Yep. He comes out of his room and he just constantly just drunk. He just doesn't want to be there. Yeah, his attitude towards the entire evening or just to being on the boat like is is amazing. He's so over it. <laughs> and he knows that essentially he's he's a captain of a of a boat of a bunch of rich people who just are taking advantage of everybody and, and they're the, the reason for why the world is hurtling down into spiraling down into what it, the world is becoming. And he, he blames all of them. There's an interaction where this woman, this older woman comes up to him and says, I noticed yesterday that the sails were dirty. <laughs> and she's like, on the picture of the yacht, the, the sails were clean and white and, we need them to not be dirty. Can you please clean the sails? And he goes, he just looks at her and he's like, there are no sails. <laughs> this is a motorized boat. Uh, yeah, this is a motorized boat. There are no sails on this yacht. And she just looks at him like, it doesn't matter. You need to clean the sails. <laughs> and then he says, okay, okay, man, we'll clean the sails. And then just smiles and nods and moves on to the next, you know, guest, uh, rich guest. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to describe this dinner? Describe the captain's dinner. Well, once they're all seated after having met Woody Harrelson's character, the captain, everyone sits down and they keep bringing out... Mind you, we're in the midst of a storm. Yeah, it's storming. Okay? The waves are high. And already, before the meal is being served, people are becoming sick, seasick. A couple people have vomited already, (laughs) notably on the upper deck. So the vomit's coming down from outside against the... (laughs) the windows <laughs> and then they start bringing out the food mm-hmm. which is uh not only the most ridiculous you know <laughs> bougie stuff you can imagine you know you have the simpler expensive stuff like caviar but then it goes to the some of the most wild meals like you have this gelatinous course that i i still don't know what it was it, it must have been i don't know they have they have like a bunch of seafood but it's worth noting that earlier in the day, there was a, an, another ridiculous stunt that the rich people pulled that caused all of this food to go bad. So all these people are eating food that is going to give them food sickness. 
And so as the evening goes on, the storm is getting more intense. And they're all eating food that is already disgusting um, and food that would make you turn your stomach if you were on land. But it's also making them sick, literally sick in the process. So that's happening. And it just, over the course of like a 15-minute scene, it just they get increasingly, increasingly Sicker. sick. Yeah. All these rich, old people... And people begin vomiting at the table. Yep. There's like a baby crying constantly in the corner of the room. Yeah. Very David Lynch. And then as, so as, as it happens, people start to leave. People are like, um, <laughs> like <laughs> these old, some of them like are falling out of their chair and becoming ill. They're being pulled out of the room. Woody Harrelson's there just enjoying a burger because he doesn't go for the, the fine dining, those expensive tastes. He's just eating a, a hamburger and fries. Uh, and so they, they just leave the captain's dinner. Everybody's sick now. And as the evening goes on, it only gets worse from there. Yeah. The storm goes crazy. It just keeps going crazy. The power ends up going out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember why. They were dark. messing with the fuse box. They were messing with the fuse box and then it just just breaks. And so also the the plumbing i think this is due to the storm the plumbing starts going nuts like toilets start exploding yeah because everyone is using the toilets yeah yeah because they're all they're all vomiting and shitting themselves now yeah they're vomiting and shitting and the toilets start overflowing because the 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 septic tank is just overflowing yeah so whether they're in their rooms they're being tossed and turned some people didn't even make it back to their room some people are just in the hallway hallways oh and then so another element is woody harrelson starts drinking with the russian guy in his in his room they go back to their cabin where he has a pa system (laughs) for for the whole boat for the whole yacht and while all this chaos is going on the russian guy drunkenly gets on the pa system and says we're going down. <laughs> yeah. We're sinking. So all the all the rich people are freaking out. They're vomiting and shitting themselves. They all put on life vests. Yep. And Woody Harrelson and the Russian continue to have this elaborate conversation about like communism versus Marxism and, and like capitalism. Yeah, and they're and they're they're broadcasting it to the whole yacht, and everyone's listening while the yacht is just tossing and turning, and people are rolling in their shit and their vomit. It's absolutely amazing and i think that's that that kind of speaks to the satire of it because i mean it's it's the same idea right with the nutella it's like (laughs) you're it's these people literally stewing in their own shit yeah they're they're (laughs) they're rolling around yeah they're they're rich people are are using you know what they have to to just like roll around in their own there's a point where the excrement so to speak you know the head of the crew when she's walking around like trying to like calm the situation oh, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. She's looking at all these people because the lights are out again, and she's look. She has this flashlight. So and she's shining it over all these people that are like, like they look like they're dying in the hallway. They're covered in filth. It looks like the Titanic or something. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the ship's actually going down. Yeah. And then on the intercom, the whole time you hear that that political yeah. uh, argument and the conversation. Just, they're drinking rum or whiskey or something. Yeah, um, it's amazing. And then what actually ends up happening. And we're at full spoilers here, but like uh, pirates come in the after the night a little bit in the morning and they just blow up the boat. It's a, they actually blow it up with a grenade. <laughs> yeah. With the, the grenade. grenade again, satirically ends up being the doom of that, that older uh, British couple who invented the hand grenade. 
the 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 boat blows up and a few people stay alive and wash to a shore on on some island or something there's like maybe six or seven of them and then as soon as they get there the third act begins and it becomes then a deconstruction again of classism and what actually matters uh when it comes to a society and especially like a survivalist society this is more if we're talking spiral dynamics this is more of like the brown red element of like of being like kind of primal like we have to fight to survive yeah so survival of the fittest that kind of idea and uh at this point the social commentary is entirely on the nose but it's but it's no less entertaining yeah so what happens though is the the woman who cleaned the toilets on the ship on the yacht yeah ends up being the only person that can do anything catch catch fish (laughs) cook the fish clean the fish cook it and they distribute it and all the all the rich people can't do it a damn thing to survive and she ends up becoming the person of power while they're all surviving to the point where she and she knows it and she basically forces everybody to declare that she's the captain she says on the on the yacht i clean the toilets here i'm the captain and she forces everybody to say i'm the captain i'm the captain i'm the captain she, they go around and they all like yeah you're the captain give me food because they're all starving so mm-hmm. what ends up happening is she also has this like kind of submarine thing that washes up ashore that she can sleep inside and she ends up stealing the boyfriend from yeah 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 carl and uh starts sleeping with him and and she starts to abuse her position of power yep and then the movie sort of ends in a way where she yaya's trying to help she's trying to find something they never have ventured to the other side of the island she decides to go with her and because she's now sleeping with Yaya's boyfriend, uh, she's trying to preserve, you know, her position of power. She ends up wanting to try to kill Yaya to get rid of her so that she can continue well, being that, in the position of power. Is that why she set out with her in the first place? I thought it was just, I thought it was almost to make amends in the first place. I have no idea. Yeah, it becomes that because they find out that they're on an island that's another expensive like resort yeah. it's in fact inhabited on, on the other side and they, they they're just on a por- portion of the island where no one is so they see that yaya and abigail they find this expensive resort and it ends with her coming with like a rock to bash yaya yeah behind the head and because abigail doesn't want to be relieved of her power yeah all because she's trying to preserve her position of power which is the exact same thing that the wealthy do in using their money and and then it ends before you actually see the outcome the last shot is carl you said yeah carl running through the woods and you don't know why he's running yeah you assume he's either running because they now know that the island's inhabited or you he's running because he heard about yaya getting hurt yeah like abigail came back alone but i think it's 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 left ambiguous to kind of imply that this is a cycle and this is hu- this is humanity like it's there will always be people who are lower and people who are in power that try to preserve that power and uh they don't want to lose it so they try to maintain it at all costs and that means going to extreme measures like murder or mm-hmm. or you know lavishing themselves with insane things etc so well whichever it ends up being it it seems that carl will find the resort it's like yeah yeah but 
the psych the the, yeah. the the perpetual cycle of humanity in that like and it, it's something that I'm often thinking of when it comes to how do we how do we progress as as how do we progress in society and humanity when anyone's winning there's always somebody losing it's that idea of like you can't be winning without somebody else also losing because yeah. you don't have winners and losers for more on that go listen to our ideologue episode on capitalism yeah so it's really uh I, I thought it was amazingly done it was like just a brilliant exposition on i don't know classism i guess if i was to reduce it down to that definition yeah i mean you could it's also politics it's also like lampooning yeah you know social media all that stuff it's got it's it's firing on yeah. all cylinders at everybody. It, nothing is sacred. I think, though, I, I should say I've never laughed as much in a movie in maybe 15 years yeah. as I did during the scene with the captain's dinner. Yeah. And again, when it's when we mention how graphic this film is, it really is that explicit. And you're seeing the pit, like the vomiting and the shitting. Like the, there's one dude on the toilet. He's just covered in his own filth. Yeah. One old lady's rolling around in it. God bless her soul. So that's why we're laughing is because it's it's like potty humor. It's absurd. But it's so absurd. It's something we've never seen yeah. on the big screen. Right. But everybody should, you know, know <laughs> on, what they're getting into. On any screen. Yeah. They, it's so funny. Like they said, you should see this movie in a full theater. Yeah. I imagine some people would walk out at some point. But I think with everybody laughing, it kind of perpetuates realizing the absurdity behind it. Yeah. If if you have a whole theater like uproariously laughing at what's happening, I think everybody can then hand themselves over to participate in the absurdity of it. You know what I mean? Uh yeah, theoretically. Yeah, theoretically. But I think some people are I think that's why the 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 tagline has been see it with a full theater, yeah. see it with a audience, you know. Some people probably just literally can't handle that though. Yeah, for sure. Like like if you have like a gag reflex, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it is incredible, and it has has like toilets bursting on yeah. perfectly timed music, sewage water. You yeah, know? right. On the- it's outstanding. <laughs> it was edited and put together in a marvelous manner. Yeah. Anyway, it really was. At this point, we will play something. Maybe we'll play that song from the captain's dinner scene right here. Yeah. We've lost dancing. we've had to lose our space we've lost we've lost dancing all these things that we took for granted we've lost dancing